So this is the 3D Community Church podcast, and our goal with this podcast is to give you something that you can listen to, in, listen to in between sermons. Right? We want to be able to give you an outlet um, to be able to catch up on a sermon you missed, or to dive deeper on a sermon that really kind of hit home with you and you want to learn more about. Also, to give our pastor Charlie um, an outlet to to touch on anything that he thinks that you know God is calling him to. Uh, to talk about that he missed in the sermon or to uh, expand on some items and, and really, you know, just build a deeper connection between you and God. So uh, we try to keep these between around 20 minutes so you can digest them on the way into work. This one ran a little bit long. We're still trying to figure out the podcast platform, all the software and everything like that. So, um, you know, bear with us as we get through that. But we'd, we'd really appreciate it if you liked this, commented on it, left a review on Apple if you're listening to it there um, and shared this with somebody that needs to hear it. So we're trying to build this you know, thing up as just a, a way to reach more people and to grow, grow God's kingdom. So uh, if you have any questions or feedback or anything like that, we'd love to hear it. Um, I think you're going to love the, the, this episode where we talked about Jonah. Um, and, you know, we're in part two of a four-part sermon. We just started talking about the fish. But, but Jonah is a lot more than just a VBS story and a, and a coloring page you did when you were a kid. Um, and he's got some lessons that can really teach us um, some things about how to uh, answer a calling when one's put on us. So um, let's dive right into it. First, let's set the stage for uh, who was Jonah. You know, who, who was Jonah and where was he at, you know, in his walk with God? Yeah, well, Jonah definitely had a relationship with God because one, you know, um, later on in chapter one, the Bible talked about how he was he was part of God's people. He was, he was a Hebrew, you know, and uh, so he, he was in a correct bloodline with the chosen people, you know, of, of God. And uh and he wasn't, you know, it paints this picture that in chapter one, like, yeah, you know, Jonah was kind of running or whatever. He, maybe he was rebellious. But, you know, I thought what was funny in chapter one was how you kind of see Jonah's heart that when that storm came and he was like, <laughs> he looked at all the people on the boat, people he didn't know. And he was like, guys, if you, if you throw me overboard, you know, then um, this storm will leave you because it's God. You know, God's chasing me. And, um, and to me, that just kind of like, wow, man, he cared about those people more than he cared about his, his life. You know, yeah. he was willing to say, you know, I'm probably going to die. This is something that, you know, for me, save yourselves. Um, and, and, you know, so Jonah was a messenger. God had given him um, the assignment to go and deliver a message to a group of people that, hey, I, I see how sinful this nation is. I see what's going on. You know, um, I need you to be a messenger of God. So when you hear the first part of the chapter about Jonah running and not listening, it's, 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 there was something, there was an assignment that he just, he was not in favor of and he felt like that these people were so evil that they just did not deserve God's mercy and grace. He didn't want them to be saved, mm. you know. And, um, and so he, he ran on that. So it wasn't like God, you know, he was just um, a sinner who was just completely, you know, against God or never heard of God. He was a messenger, you know, with, with a message from God. Yeah, so God, God chose him for a task. And, mm-hmm. and this, is, this is different than how we experience God today, right? Because this, you know, just to set the stage for where the, when this happened, this was... Uh, when God was still speaking to people directly, like an audible voice. Yeah, right? and that, it, it, in the Old Testament, you know, that's 
uh, when God spoke, it was in an audible voice. You know, um, he spoke, well, he spoke through, um, you look at uh, Abraham. He told Abraham to take his son Isaac. He done that through an audible voice. Um, he called Moses up to Mount Sinai and he mm -hmm. spoke in an audible voice through a burning bush. You know, he used things to speak, but uh, he would also, he would, he would literally speak down to people. Yeah, so that Nineveh, where, where he was called to, had to be pretty, you know, uh, pretty crazy, right? Like it had to be, um, for, for him to, to hear an audible voice from God and not want to respond to it, then he had to be pretty scared. He had to be pretty against whatever God was calling him to do yeah. there. So tell me a little bit about Nineveh. Uh, how bad was it there? Like why, why did God call him there? All right. What, <clears throat> the thing about Nineveh is it was run by an Assyrian king. And, that, and the king, um, they made almost like a hobby, a sport of killing Jonah's people. Um, they didn't just like say, hey, you know, this guy's bad. Let's take him out and execute him. Um, but they were killing all these people that were Jonah's people, that were God's people. But they were like dismembering them. They were torturing them. And, and they would, uh, it was almost as, as if they would um, see who could do it the best. You know, how can we kill them this way? And how can we torture this many people? And for Jonah, man, that... That made him upset, you know. Um, and what we talked about Sunday is where we, you know, dug a little deeper, and we're probably going to go this route again this Sunday as we get into the third chapter. We have we really need to revisit this point. Is Jonah did not want those people to hear the story of God. He wanted God's judgment on them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You, this is what they've done to my people, and you want them to burn. Yeah, you know, he's like, hey, God, send the judgment. God's like, I, I need you. To, I want you to go and tell these people that I see how evil they are, and I'm going. I'm about to send my judgment, and that would give them an opportunity to repent. Yeah, you know, and um, and man, how crazy is that? That like, imagine somebody doing a a sin to you that or your family that is so heinous that you just they deserve to die to you. You know, uh, that kind of reminds me of the, the, the celebrity, the local celebrity around here, uh, Lizard Lee Towen. Um, mm. I don't know if you've seen yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, his son was at a graduation party and was shot in the back and, and was killed. And it was like immediately, like right after it happened, he went live, like on Facebook or I don't know what platform he used, but uh, and he said, this is tough. I am mad at the... And he called him a coward, you know. And uh, he said, you know, he killed my son. He took his life. And he said, and, and then he followed up. He said, but whoever, I want you to know that God loves you. Mm. And God can forgive you. He said, now for me, it's going to take me a long time. He said, but I hope you will turn to God and allow him to forgive you. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I was like, man, now that's a Nineveh story. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. That's exactly. a that's a if God was to call him, and uh, and basically say, you know, hey, <laughs> I think it's Ron Shirley. I need you to go to the jail, and let this guy know my judgment is coming. Yeah, but he can repent. Yeah, and it'd be like, man, I, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, for sure. And you know, the the second part of the 
the, the service that we just had, it, it shed more light to me as to why he was opposing God's task. Because at first, when, you know, the first sermon, I, I kind of thought he was scared, mm-hmm. you know, that he, like, these guys are dismembering people and he's going to go there. He's going to get dismembered. But it was deeper than that. Like he, he genuinely disagreed with God, you mm-hmm. know, and said, these people ain't worth saving. Yeah. Right? Like they've done me so wrong. You know, almost like, how could you ask me to? Well, being scared has to be a part of it, too, because, I mean, imagine going in this place and they're killing my people. <laughs> you yeah. know? So so that, it was both of those, you know, and um, and I and, and I even believe, too, like, we, you know, last time we were talking about anxiety and pressure. Imagine yeah. that, that that's a, you know, when we talk about anxiety and stress, you know, Crystal talks about, you know, there's there's fight or flight. You know, and some, you know, yeah, flight. he flight, yeah. <laughs> he got on out of there, you know, yeah. and, uh, but yeah, that's, that's another big part of it too. Um, and thanks for bringing that back up is, is I couldn't imagine. I mean, that's like Moses. I always look at that story. Moses is probably one of my favorite leaders in the Bible. I mm-hmm. actually have a book that says lead like Moses, you know? Yeah. Um, and imagine Moses who is, is wanted for murder. In a town, he's been on the run for forty years. He's hiding out in a field. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then God says, "Hey, here's what I want you to do. I want you to walk right back up. Not not in, just into the town. I want you to go into the Capitol building, <laughs> and I want you to find the sheriff of that place. And I want, you know who who knows you're wanted for murder because you used to be his right hand person. You know, matter of fact, you you could have been you were online to be Pharaoh, but you sacrificed. He sacrificed it because he ended up killing." Uh, somebody that was hurting God's people, which was his people, which he found out later. But imagine going up there. He's like, hey, uh, God told me to come to you, which I know you. I'm wanted for murder. Um, <laughs> um, but all my people here, you need to let them go. Yeah. All these people that are making you money, all these people that are building your city. God told me, the guy who's wanted for murder, <laughs> that yeah. I've been on the run for 40 years. I need you to just let, we're going to walk out of here because God said so. Yeah. Buddy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. And that's a great that's a great faith and a faith builder is when you walk into a situation that's bigger than you and God has to be the one. God God has to be the one. Yeah. And you have to you have to deliver the message. And that's why I feel like every Sunday, man, I feel like I'm delivering the message, but God is the one that changes the hearts. You know? Yeah. And when you start seeing God do that, man, that's that's a faith builder there. Yeah. And you know, when when you were talking about it, uh in this service, I kept thinking about the conversations that Chelsea and I were having throughout the week about how, like, society right now and social media and all the pressures our young people are facing and mm-hmm. that, you know, there's going to be some of them that are called to their own Nineveh, right, that are mm-hmm. called to go into their circle of friends or their society and, and be different because there's so many things out there pulling them uh, pulling them down, holding them back, that are just set up to, you know, really to, to steal our children mm-hmm. from us, you know, because of the way that society and everything is set up right now and, and the things that are rewarded. So um, I, I really, you know, I, I drew that connection while you were talking, and I thought it was super powerful that, yeah. you know, um, Jonah was faced with this, you know, huge task to him. He was, he was opposed to he was scared, yep. um, and a lot of our young people and people in general probably, you know, are have either already been called or are mm-hmm. going to be called mm-hmm. to do something similar 
in today's times. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing about our young people today that that truly is is heartbreaking is all right. So I remember I got a job one time, and I remember I messed up, and then my the lady who was my supervisor came to me and she said, well, you messed up when you did this, this, this. <clears throat> and she said, and this is how it should be done. And she said, so from now on, you can't mess up in this again. Yeah. Because you can't say you didn't know. Because that was my, that was, I didn't, well, I didn't know it was like that. She's like, well, now you know. Mm-hmm. So now you can't mess up in this again. So here's the thing about coming to church, reading your Bible. The more that we start finding out who we are and how we're supposed to live. Mm, we can't mess up again. Well, it's not that we can't mess up. We are now called to live that way. Mm-hmm. All right. So now God gave Jonah a specific task that was very hard. Our task is to live the way of Christ. It's becoming harder in the world that we live in. Yeah. See, now, and this is what really breaks my heart for our our young people is, and this is where it's going to get scary, like going to Nineveh for them. For us, it wasn't, man. We have Bible club classes that you can take after school. You know, mm-hmm. uh, when we were growing up, Wednesday night was the official uh, youth night at, at a lot of churches. There was youth nights, and um, and and you could tell people what, um, I don't like to say that you're just wrong, you're just wrong, but if you, you know, live the way of the Bible, now living the way of the Bible is not popular. Mm-hmm. And it's controversial yeah. to society. And in the world we live in now, anything that's controversial or different, different means sometimes friction and aggression. Mm-hmm. So our young people, it breaks my heart that they're being educated on how to live, how to live God's word, what God has intended for them. And them just trying to live that out in this society for them is like going and facing an enemy. You know, yeah. um, and because people's going to be like, oh, well, if you don't, you're against what I'm doing because it's not biblical, then you don't like me. You hate me, you know, but and I, and I think that's going to get even worse as as time goes on and, and it breaks my heart. And I think that's where our young people are going to be called <clears throat> to go face Nineveh with faith and just just and and. And it's just to live out their life. That's going to be one of their biggest challenges, to live out their faith. Yeah. Yep. And so, and, you know, along the same lines, right, like, you know, social media, right, technology is, I think, an amplifier for a lot of evil, a lot of bad things, right? Yeah. Like, a lot of these things in the evil that we see in the world today, they've probably always been here, right? Yeah. Like, the more and more I hear about stories in the Bible, I'm like, you know, there's always been bad people. I, I hear a lot of people say about how bad it is today. Yeah. But there's always been bad people. There's always been a Nineveh, mm-hmm. right? But now it's almost as if social media and our society amplifies the bad, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and buries the good, mm-hmm. right? And they just they feed the, the evil so that it's more present and it's more in our face, even though it's been here all along. And so... It's something that I, I struggle with mentally because I'm a business owner. I use social media for mm-hmm. business, um, you know, and then you, you hear some people that are like, you know, well, social media is evil. You, should, you should just shouldn't do it, right? We shouldn't have it. But it can also be a tool, right? And like in in, in a way, right, like that could have been the same thing. Like none of it is so bad, you know. Yeah. You just ignore it. Just just wipe them off the planet. Just, just cancel them. Well, social media is like money. Um, 
social media itself does not have a personality. Yeah. All right. So it, without being a person or a personality, it, you know, it can't be evil. That's like I could take $20 and go feed the homeless. And right. you, you would tell me that was good. Right. I could take $20 and go buy a crack rock. That would be bad. Right. The 20 is the 20. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So like yeah. whoever's using the social media for whatever platform is where the evil is. It's not the social media itself. I mean, we take social media every week and put the word of God out through, you know, the hundreds of homes and, and thousands of views. And, and it ain't just us, it's other churches. Um, I also think back to it, the Bible says in the end times, you know, that when the gospel has been preached throughout the whole nation, then Jesus said, then uh, our, our, my return will be close. So I think, well, what about, are we there with this social media world? Because now every church can hit, go live and mm -hmm. put the gospel everywhere through the internet. And that's mm -hmm. what the internet's been doing for years is trying to connect the world. Right. You know, so now on Sunday mornings, we're putting the gospel throughout the whole world. And that was like one of the last parts of, the, you know, when the gospel has been preached, you know, throughout the world. Um, everyone's had a chance. Everyone's had a chance. Everybody's going to have a chance to hear the gospel. Everybody's going to have a chance to hear the gospel. Every sermon you've ever been, every conviction you've ever had, you will never, you, just like with my supervisor, you know, uh, you've heard the information. Once you have the information, you now have a decision to make. And mm. and and you will not be able to stand before God and be like, uh, I, I just didn't know. Yeah. You know, yeah. somebody along the way, and it might not be church. It might not be a sermon. It might be a coworker. It might be your children. It might be your husband or wife. That, it might be a TikTok. Yeah, a TikTok. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing. I, right. I know there's one kid, uh, I'm fixing to give him a little, um, what's it called? Uh, publicity. Publicity here. You yeah. know, he's got a TikTok where when you flip up to it, he runs up, he goes, wait, 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 wait. And then he's like, let me pray for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like, oh man, that's awesome. You know? Um, so it's it, it, it's the intent of what we use is what gives something evil, you know. Yeah. yeah, you can take money and build a house of God. We need money right now to build our church. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you can take money and build a strip club or a dope house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The same money that is spent, something we don't know where. It'd be interesting if you could track money and where it come from. There's no telling how many twenty. If a $20 bill came through our church on a Sunday, but it was at a crack house on Saturday, are we not supposed to take it? Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just what the money's being used for. You know, that's what gives us its personality. So I don't even know how we got on that subject, but... Yeah, no, but I, but I like it because, I mean, you know, it, it kind of goes back to this, that there's going to be a young person, there's going to be somebody who's called, you know, to their own Nineveh yeah. today's times, and it's going to look different, but that... That's the purpose of these stories, and that's one of the questions I was saying before the end, is like, what is this story trying to teach us? But it's that when God calls us to something, even when it's scary, mm -hmm. you know, even when it's something that, you know, we don't want to do, we've got to do it or else there's going to be consequences, Correct. right? So that takes us to the next thing is that when Jonah decided he wasn't going to listen, mm -hmm. he went thousands of miles away, yep. you know, made a huge decision like, I'm not just not going to do it, I'm not going to ignore it, I'm going the opposite direction. What did, you know, uh, what happened next, right? What, what did God do to, uh, I guess, to wake him up? Yeah, so, and, and, and that's what we talked about this past Sunday in week two, that basically Jonah was kind of thrown off the boat. And, and, and um, I gave a theory Sunday of where we, um, 
where Jonah was thrown off into the ocean, you know, and I believe it was like the biggest and deepest part of the ocean. Um, and the reason I felt like that is um, I felt like God didn't want Jonah to be able to see land or, or anything, you know, because I believe God sometimes will put us in a place, especially when there's a calling and an assignment, if we're running from it, that um, God will send a storm. We've seen that. In the, in the thing, and I told people this before, that when, when I didn't know I had a calling on my life, um, people had told me I did, mm-hmm. God had used them, and I did run from it. And every time I would do something, I might sell some drugs, and and man, like the police, uh, you know, I would get a drug charge, and then I'd have to spend all that money with lawyers getting out of it. If I'd sell a little bit of drugs, I'd get a flat tire or speed ticket and I had my lawyers and it was like every time I turned around it was like it was a, one storm one lightning strike one wave one crash one right after another and I remember people used to tell me he's like well you're running from God mm. and, I, yeah. and I'm like man I, I, and you're like man I ain't trying to hear all that religious stuff you know but buddy I want to tell you something man the day that we get religion out of our mind and know that everything about God is relational and, and, and that he's a person, he's not a figure, he's, a, um, he's our father, he's not just some authority figure, but he is authority, you know what I'm saying? He's not an authority figure, he is authority, he is the authority, you know? And when, and when we start living our life by that, and, and, just, and just yield to it, you know what I'm saying? And here's the thing, we yield to it and come back to that calling as if, man, my life's going to be terrible now <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying like oh just all the stuff I gotta give up like what, what you giving up you ain't got nothing you ain't got nothing because you're running you know yeah. and uh, I had a I got a guy that's been coming to church and I met him I think going on a year and a half maybe two years ago and when I first met him um, I guess you could say he was an atheist and uh, we would have great conversations about I mean, we see our views were different on everything, you know, and uh, he would joke about church. He would make, you know, little fly comments about church and, um, you know, he would hear like old church story or like he would hear like somewhere where a pastor embezzled a bunch of money. He was like, he's like, I bet you're going to take some money too, ain't you? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, and he, he would just, everything was yeah. a joke to him. You know, it yeah. was nothing serious. And, uh, but he, I kept, he, he came. Yeah, and and he tried it, and um, he came up to me Sunday, and I think Sunday was like his sixth Sunday there, mm. and he said, "Man, this is really opening my eyes." He said, "I see this working in my life," you know what I'm saying? And and, and it's and um, and it's just been amazing to watch how things have started unfolding now that he's aligned himself up with God. And he's learning that this isn't a religion. This is a relationship. And he's starting to learn to pray. He's starting uh, to learn, you know, when I come to church, man, I walk out of this place feeling good and ready to take on challenges instead of just, hey, I'm not getting beat up alone every day by the world, you know. So, um, So into that, we get to these places. And sometimes we have to get to some dark places, you know, um, I heard a, we used to have a saying, sometimes God has to, you know, put you on your back so you can look up yeah. and see him, you know, 
Um, sometimes we have to get in a really dark place before we see light, you know? Yeah. Um, and one thing we talked about Sunday was rock bottom. Rock bottom is a word that's used. And my friend, uh, Pastor Derek Howard, he, he says, you know, everybody's uh, rock bottom level is different. Some is lower than other, you know? And, and, and so here Jonah is, he's out, he's, he's rock bottom. Because he's the Bible. When he when we get to two, chapter two is talk. All it's talking about is Jonah praying. And and when you read that prayer, and that's what we talk about Sunday. Um, it wasn't a dinner prayer. It wasn't a thank you for my food. It wasn't a thank you for my life. It was the Bible said he cried out. He cried out because he was. He said he was sinking. He had mm-hmm. seaweed around his head. He could see the roots of. He was sinking to the roots of the mountains. He, the, what, what, the, the sea. Think about how deep the sea is, you know. Um, I seen a thing on Discovery Channel one time said we've only explored five percent of the ocean. That's how big it is, and he's in the middle of this thing, sinking. It's over. Yeah. That's the way he, you can't help but feel that it's over. Sorry, God, I didn't do what you said. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, here comes a fish. Yeah, and, and whenever you were talking about that on Sunday, I was thinking like you know uh, that there's been you know. There's been times in my my life where, you know, and I'm sure this is the same with a lot of people, and it seems like it was the same with Jonah, where um, I feel like I'm very capable. I'm a problem solver. Like, I can I can do it on my own, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes God has to take you to a place where, you know, you're so dependent on Him mm-hmm. because your world is just completely broken that you finally give, you know, give up control. Right. You had nothing else. Right? You had nothing else. Yeah, nothing else. Right? And, and that was powerful for me because, you know, in my head, it's like it, it, it almost would take that, you mm-hmm. know. It, it, it almost took that for me to kind of, you know, to, to take off the range because I'm always, uh, my, four of my favorite words in the English language are the next steps are. Mm-hmm. You can knock me out. You can take everything from me. And as soon as you do, my my thought are, is 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 the next steps are, mm. and I, I keep moving toward, yeah. keep moving forward. Um, but there should be a pause in there anytime we hit that rock bottom. Mm-hmm. The, the reason we're there is so that, you know, we can turn to God and say, what is it that I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. doing? Yeah, and, and and I love that saying the next steps are too, because I'm a next steps guy when it comes to church. Like, hey, we've got this, at this point, what, what where we go next? How do we keep growing? I don't ever want to get to a place where we just feel like we're, hey, we're, we're good. I like it here. Like, what's the next step? How do we keep growing, grow the kingdom, grow the people, save people? And, and But there has been times in ministry to where I just needed to quit. I didn't know what was next. Mm-hmm. There's been times where I've been so hurt. Um, ministry has been so hard that you just don't care about next steps for a little season. And, yeah. and you need like, you need to figure out what, <laughs> sometimes we get so caught up in our next steps, we forget to ask God, what God are we even taking the steps you want us to take? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, and I always think about the prayer when Jesus said, teaching how to pray, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, don't ever, I struggle with, I think, I like big church. I like a lot of people, I like changing lives. I like watching God change lives through 3D church. But I don't ever want to get caught up in 
church and like we're marketing something or pushing something to a point to where that's all it is. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. we're Jesus, man, he, he's the savior of the world. You know what I'm saying? He speaks for himself. You know what I'm saying? And and in that, I want to do the exact will of what he has for my life. And I I don't know what that is. You know, so, I mean, sometimes yeah. you don't know all the details of that. So, and you always have to be ready to know that when he comes, he he could change things. Yeah. Not that he's changing, but he's changing things in us. Hey, I need you. I love where you're going with this, and love your heart, love your mind. That's why I picked you for this task. But what I'm about to call you to do might look different. You know, mm -hmm. I remember when we first stepped out, when I first, me and Crystal first stepped out to plant 3D Church, I remember asking God, what does it look like? You know, and uh, he showed me some really good stuff, you know, and stuff that I'm very excited about. But then it was funny, he followed it up with a question. And he said, I'm calling you to preach and showing you all this stuff that I like. But would you still do it if you were hiding in a basement in fear of your life to mm. preach the gospel? And I said, yes, I will. You know? And so it's been six years now since, and we'll celebrate six years in May. And it's been, um, it's funny how I've seen a little more persecution on preaching the gospel just here in the Bible Belt. Yeah. In the buckle of the Bible Belt. Yeah. Where, so. Definitely. It's going to be, it's, it's getting interesting. Yeah, definitely when you take a stand on some of the bigger issues that are in society that are being discussed. I mean, you know, that persecution is, is coming. And sometimes I feel like, you know, uh, you know, even myself and other people, right, we don't bring it up, right? We don't, you know, yeah. we don't, we don't, even if we see something or hear something that we know you know, is wrong, you know, we feel led to address, we don't, right? And, right. and you know, that's a parallel to exactly what Jonah was doing. Yeah. Right? So, um, so then, you know, to get back to the, the story, so, you know, God did that to, to Jonah, uh, you know, he had him swallowed by fish, took him yep. to the deepest, darkest part of the ocean so that he could only rely on him and then spit him back out on the shore, you know, and, <laughs> yep. You know, and, and basically said, you know, now that you got your head on straight, go do what I told you, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, um, and that's what we're gonna pick up this week. Yep. So, um, so yeah, so so that's what we're gonna pick up this week. We've got two parts left. Yep. Right. Um, and uh, what what's up next? Right. What's coming next in part three? Just a, a little teaser. Don't give it away. Well, I'll tell you this, man. One part is coming up is. We're going to talk a little bit about fasting, and I know it's not January. Our church is big on fasting in January, but we're going to talk a little bit about fasting because one of my favorite fasting verses is um, coming up. And also, um, I will, I, I'll put a teaser question out there. Okay. Does God change his mind? Hmm. You're trying to give an answer? <laughs> you, know, you don't have to answer. You don't have to answer. Yeah. Uh, and this is something I, uh, I have... You know, we'll talk about it Sunday, but that's just the question. Does yeah. God change his mind? Hmm. Well, that's something for everybody out there to think about, you know, and maybe you can give it some thought. Uh, you know, you could read ahead in the in Jonah to kind of get ahead of the sermon, but I, I'm, I'm excited to see how 
you know, um, the rest of the sermon plays out and, and then how we can apply this to our lives. You know, I think we already hit on that right now that we can see how this is present in our lives. Maybe not specifically that we're being called to a place where people are being dismembered, but we're called, being called to very difficult places, very difficult conversations and situations. And that, that isn't any different than what, you know, Jonah was being called to do. Right. Uh, it's, a, it's different in, you know, um, exact terms, but, but the, the general situation is the same. So um, I like the teaser. Um, it's not your typical VBS story. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I like that we're going deep. So um, hopefully everybody out there got a whole lot out of this. Um, we're going to have this on some of the podcast platforms. But for now, you know, like it, comment, uh, share it. You know, um, yeah, I, I'm terrible about switching the cameras back and forth. So if you see that, right, like we're getting used to this thing, right? This is raw and organic. And there's going to be some really light editing, but not much. We want you to kind of feel this thing and, and, and how, you know, we're trying to digest this information, right? And this is something I've just started working on recently. It's really trying to digest these stories. And, yeah. you know, it's really, really opening my eyes to, you know, a, a lot of things that, you know, I feel God is calling me to do and, and talking to me about. So, And, and, I, and, and I want to just say this. Um, when we talked about social media earlier and Walter said, you know, sometimes social media kind of magnifies sin. It's like it seems like sin and and all that, you know, negative stuff is kind of what gets the most attention on social media. Um, and I do believe that because they'll paint a picture for you that if one person acts like this, this is the way the whole world is thinking and acting. Yeah. And that's not the case. It's not. Um, I will say this, man. There are people right now hungry for the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And, and we're seeing that within the church. I mean, Sunday, man, we had a really good audience. I mean, a good crowd. Every week, uh, numbers are just picking up, picking up, picking up. So I think people are really getting uh, invested in, in even this series right now. You know. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know, everybody out there can do their part to help us. You know, and help our, our church and help God grow the kingdom. And, and one of the simple ways is for you to, you know, somebody needs to hear this, right? Somebody that you know, right now, what I'm talking about. And if you're thinking about somebody that you're like, man, you know, they need to get into church. One of the simple ways for you to share this with them. And invite them into church or invite them to watch online. Um, 10.30 on Sundays, 11.27 Greenwood Road. And then we're, we're live on Facebook and YouTube. Whatever way you know, you're comfortable with to get started and just get plugged into the Word of God, we'd love for you to join us. So um, we'll be here again next week. We'll, we'll do another recap. And you know, we appreciate any feedback that anybody out there has for us.